Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, Ann is going to break down this year's terrible Super Bowl. He's going to give you the highlights from also his Super Bowl party that he went to. In the meantime, I'm not going to give you any analysis of the Super Bowl because I didn't watch it. I did other things. You'll find out as you keep listening. Also, we're going to break down LeBron James' comments about the NBA and owners and organizations and how they deal with trading players. And on top of that, Ian is going to play the role of LeBron James. I will play the role of the Greek Freak as we select this year's NBA All-Star team. Also, we're going to get into TV sitcoms. Yes, me and Ian are going to be breaking down our top 10 favorite sitcoms of all time. And last but not least, our This Face segment will be going into sandwich and burger spots. Yes, this will definitely increase your taste buds as we talk about some of our favorite spots to eat sandwiches and burgers. So just kick your feet back. Relax. Put your hands behind your head, lift your feet up, possibly eat some popcorn, eat a pizza, or even a burger. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yo, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? What up, can you hear me? I'm good, I'm good. I can hear you, you can hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. We back, man. It's been a long time. Been a long time. Left. left, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but we well, back now. We back now. Hey, man. You know, life happens. Life comes at you, man. You gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. We got hit with a with an Arctic with a with a polar vortex or whatever. Bro. But we, we back now. We back now. Man, that was the only thing that could hold magnificent vibes down is a is an Arctic glass. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes not even that. <laughs> yeah, anchor. But anyway, uh, man, we got a big show ahead of you. Uh, we're looking forward to it. There's a lot of stuff that's happened over the last two weeks since we had our show, and uh, we want to get right into it. But but first, I mean, this show can't get off to a good start without me telling you where I'm at. And uh, we live in the studio, baby. Live in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we back in the career building for the third straight show. But, hey, yo. We got to invest in some vending machines up there, man. <laughs> hey, man, we are, dude. We need some uh, We need some funyuns up in that machine. We need some some, some, some shoestrings. Remember the Jay shoestrings? Oh, man. You taking me back. Hey, bro, we need all, we need all of that. Some famous Amos. Oh. Get some of that going. <laughs> Some kiss, you know. Some sun kiss, some M&Ms, some cheeses. only some cheeses, some Twizzlers, a little licorice, a you know. Of, a couple of couches to fall asleep on. <laughs> oh, they got couches here. They got couches. Oh, they got the they got the couches that go in a square. Oh man! With it, bruh, bruh, comfortable. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Y'all need to go ahead, man. We need to make sure we uh, air our next show. <laughs> <laughs> But look, but look, I, hey, I, 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 I ended up getting a monkey wrench thrown at me when I got to headquarters, man. So I go to the break room, right, in the office where I usually record at. It's under construction. Nobody in the building let me know that this was happening. Oh, man, some, some heads got to roll. Some heads got to roll. Heads got to roll. 
I'm not going to inform us, man. It's all about community. Exactly. Come on, career builder. Y'all got to do better than that, man. I'm going to have to find another spot. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, real quick, man. I want to send a shout out to my father-in-law who be coming <laughs> up to my house on Wednesday mornings to steal my ad papers that come. <laughs> to get the chicken coupons. Man, he be coming over, man. I don't know how they do it in Burbank, man, but in Chicago, every Wednesday they they release the the, the uh, coupon page. Like, Val, is it a Val? They call it Val Pack. Yeah, the Val Pack. Yeah, yeah. The little orange or pink uh, uh, plastic wrapper yeah. or whatever they throw it on the porch. Man, he be coming over acting like he's coming to see my son. Man, he be stealing my coupons and he'd be trying to offer them to me later. The ones he don't want. <laughs> you got giving you the 20 piece family size all thighs and, and, and right. <laughs> all dark meat. all Perfect dark meat. special <laughs> stuff that nobody won't shout out to father in love everywhere man oh, and uh shout out if you if you over 30 years old and you still rolling the click <laughs> please elaborate hey man Hey man, you 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 know who I'm talking about. You you see him out there, man. I I ain't even gotta elaborate too much. Y'all, y'all gotta learn how to ride now. Man, hey man, why when y'all going through a crisis, man, it, it, you never bounce that quick because you, you ain't got nobody in your circle that been there before, man. Folks gotta watch exactly. you, man. Like 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 make friends with people who've been where you've been. You know exactly. Like, kind of guide you along, man. When in case you get a little bump in bump in the road. You know what I mean? In your service. And... Yeah. Hey, man. Wide Dark- also, also on the widen out note, like it shouldn't be your age group. You know, man, it's it's some old heads out there that that'll help guide you to the right places. You know. Exactly. So, all, all those 19, 16, 19 year olds listening to our show, man, they, they ain't the answer, dude. You need to go on ahead and. Get with some of these these older bucks, you know, in the congregation, and and try to hold on to them because they the ones that's gonna look out for you at the end. Absolutely, that's the one. That's the one. The ones that you grow up with, they ain't gonna be in the truth the next 15, 20 years if the system lasts long enough. So, you know. Yeah, man. Hey, they they can't give you no real good advice, man. Are they? No. They just gonna tell you what you what you want to hear and what they want to hear. Exactly. Take those ears, man. That's what they do. Exactly. Tickle those ears. And, and shout out, shout out to those brothers who uh, don't say Bible studies manners before they bring them to the kingdom hall. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! Yeah, we had this dude come to the meeting a couple weeks ago. Dude, drunk as a skunk. Oh no, no, no! Why? Skunk, reeking. We thought they thought that I wasn't there. I just heard about it. They thought that he had walked in off the street. Right. He came with this other brother who brought him to the meeting drunk. And he's flirting out loud during the meeting, talking all during the meeting, disturbing a friend, raised his hand, gave a comment, started talking gibberish in the mic. The brother on stage had to say, yo, man, t- had to tell the, uh, the mic handler, yo, man, take the mic from him. Oh, wow. Wow. If, you're, if you pick up your Bible study to take them to the meeting and they reek of alcohol, they smell of Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Do not bring them. And they in a talkative mood. Don't bring them. Yo, no. I appreciate you want to come to the meeting, but sober up first, and I'll get you on the next one. Wow. That's all. Wow. That's all. Wow. 
I do want to in a future uh, episode. I do want to do uh, memorial do's and don'ts because I I, <laughs> I think that'll be a great show, man. <laughs> Got the mo- That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna uh, ruffle some feathers. <laughs> If, if it's one thing we good at, it's wrestling stuff. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we got a lot to get into. Um, I, I just wanted to briefly uh, start off our show because I just want to get this out the way because I really don't want to talk about this for a long time. But uh, I just want to briefly touch on uh, the Super Bowl. To my understanding, did you go to a Super Bowl party this year? I, I did. I did. Oh, okay. So as for those listeners who listen to Magnificent Vibes on a weekly or episode-to-episode basis, you can recall a few episodes ago, we had our top 10 do's and don'ts of Super Bowl parties. And Ian unleashed his top 10. And I just want to ask Ian, were any of those top 10 commandments violated during the party you went to? I saw I saw a couple violations. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I put it this way: I saw one for sure, and yeah, I, I think I saw. I, I know I saw one infraction at least, and it might have been a second one after I left. I would have to catch up with the host though to find out if if these people uh, uh, knew to leave at a respectable hour. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a. They, they had that look. They had that look like they were settling in though when I left. Oh wow! But, wow. Yeah, and we, I'm pretty sure we had a few people come empty-handed, man. Oh man! How much food? It was a lot of food. There was plenty of food, but there was like, oh man, I don't want to say it was nothing to drink, but like, it's, it was a it was a house full of people, man. And it was like, I only saw three kinds of beers, and two of those beers I brought. Oh wow! But um. Hey man, you know <laughs> it is what it is, huh? It was mostly the guys. It was mostly the guys. Um, yes and no. It was it was some it was some couples there. It was definitely some couples there. Okay, all right, that's what's up. I mean, it was from what I heard, it was a very very boring Super Bowl. It was uh, all across the board, including commercials, halftime show, uh, and the game was just 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 a shipwreck. It, from what I heard, it was, it was, man. Everybody out there, if you if you wasted your time watching this game, man, hey man, you should have went to the movies or whatever. Uh, <laughs> like myself, I, I actually tactically uh, planned my day out. Uh, I lived up to the letter that I read in the previous episode that I was not going to watch any uh, speck of the Super Bowl this year, including commercials, including halftime shows. I actually didn't hear too much hype about the commercials, but, and then I, I heard all the backlash about the halftime show. I heard the halftime show was actually worse than the game. Um, I don't know if you, uh, am I right on that, Ian? It was on par with the game, because it was like, I mean, Maroon 5, you know how I feel about them. Um, Travis Scott, you couldn't even understand a word he was saying. Um, right. Big Boy came out, Big Boy did his thing. But it was like it was almost like too little, too late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was. I just heard they just. I just heard basically that Maroon Five just sounded bad live. I mean, it's, like there's. It's possible they have the reputation for being like, you know, very radio friendly, being able to craft very radio friendly songs. 
but they don't right. they don't necessarily have a reputation for being like good musicians or, or you know really good showmen you know what i mean on stage or really good live performers like th- that i know um mm-hmm. you know they got a reputation for being, for being able to craft you know some radio friendly singles but you know that that doesn't surprise me that people said they didn't sound good mm-hmm. okay okay well, uh, getting back to my night, I I I went to go see Spider Man into the Spidey verse. Oh man, how'd you like it, it... bro? It was excellent, amazing. It was I would go see it again. It was dope. It was, I didn't go was... at the show. Yeah. It, yeah, you know what? I went to Lagrange. Uh, you know that five dollar show. Oh, okay, okay. You, know, you get everything late. Um, once once everything starts to die down in a regular theater, they'll send it to Lagrange. Because they had uh, Aquaman there, they had Mary Poppins there, they had all the movies that came out during during the holidays, and they were all in there. And dude, it was empty in that theater, empty, <laughs> uh, just like I like it. Cause see, you know, this is how empty the, the theater was, bro. I go get some popcorn, right? And I usually don't get theater popcorn, right? Now Lagrange theater popcorn ain't bad. This is th- I got a problem with AMC now. I keep referencing old shows because that's how deep Magnificent Vibes has become. We can reference old shows and bring them back. Now, I recall, I think it was last season maybe, that I mentioned to you about AMC's little package where they, you know, you pay $20 a month, you get to see three free movies a week, right? Okay. This is the problem that I have after I've been to LaGrange. AMC got to step their game up with their popcorn game. LaGrange, I don't know if you've been to LaGrange lately. I haven't been there in years. Bruh, they got seasonings, baby. They got seasonings for the popcorn. Buffalo uh, buffalo seasoning, ranch seasoning, cheddar seasoning, white cheddar seasoning. And they got the regular salt. And they ask you, do you want, they'll, I'll tell them, I'll tell them, hey, I want, before you fill it all the way up, can I, can I, can you put butter in it and then fill it the rest of it and put more butter in it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, Rodney. We could do that, sir. They did that. Man, I took my stuff. All the seasons was perfectly lined up. Usually when I go to LaGrange and it'd be crowded, man, the seasons be hanging in off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Powder all over the floor. Right, I mean, napkins just a everywhere. Mess. Napkins everywhere. Man, everything was clean. The floor was mopped. Everybody's, you know, being polite and being jokey and everything with you, all the workers there. And I'm like, man, this is perfect, bro. Man, I see their thing, baby. See their thing. And you know how you, you get a large drink, right? You can only get a re- free refill when you get a large drink. I didn't but know that. I didn't know that. You can only get a free refill. That's in most theaters. You can only get a free re- refill. <laughs> Usually I usually I bring a, a coke, you know, a bottle of coke or whatever, or a water. You know, I'm always bringing my own stuff. I go to Dollar Tree in a minute. You walk in there with a two liter of Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I brought. Man, we have our Ziploc bags. We be ready, dude. We know how to do it discreet. You know, I my my, my wife. You know, she carry big purses, so I'm like, you got that purse ready? She's like, yeah. Uh, we going to Dollar Tree. Get them boxes of M and M's, boxes of Mike and Ice. Yep, the of that. Yeah, you you go to the theater, man. They they charging five dollars for the same box that you buy at Dollar Tree. It's it's it, it's terrible. I would look, I could go forever on this, but man, getting back to the movie, the movie was excellent. 
And it, I would say this. I'm, I'm going as far as to say this. It trumps most of the Spider-Man movies that came out. The live action. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I would, I would say it's probably the second best Spider-Man movie, period. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree, and arguably the first. If, if you want to, if, yeah. if you want to get into it and, with somebody, look at it. I do. I took my son to see it back in December. <laughs> it's funny. I actually took him the same day that dude got shot on my block. <laughs> I, I had just bought the ticket, and I was like, okay, right. let, me, let me change his light bulb. And then after uh-huh. the shooting, my wife was like, man, why don't y'all stay in? I'm like, no, man, the shooting is done now. Like, they, right? Ain't nobody gonna come back and shoot again. Right? I'm like, I'm not about to let this buffoonery like ruin me and my son's day. So I actually took him to see it back in uh, December, and uh, man, we loved it. Man. We loved it. We and I actually bought bought the uh, 3D tickets on accident, and we sitting in the theater, and the preview came on all fuzzy. I'm like, oh wait a minute. I'm like, we in a 3D show, and I'm like, that's why the tickets were so expensive. So, oh, man, okay. got 3D glasses, and we watched it in 3D. Man, it was great. I loved it. it was was it actually pretty good in 3D? Yeah, it was. It was great in 3D. It was great in 3D. Like, oh wow! Like it was, dude. In, Enter the Spidey Verse was probably like in my top five movies of 2018. Bro, I, I, I it's in mine too. It's in mine too. Like, I was mad at myself for not going to see it when it came out after watching that. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. I, it, it had every. I love the way. I love the animation in it. I love the way they the the, the character development in it, the way they introduced everybody. Kingpin was the best Kingpin I've ever seen. Like they had Kingpin straight savage. Yeah, and, and you understood his motivations too. Like I, I exactly. like that. Yeah, that was that was amazing, man. I I'll, I'll go see it again. I might even buy it once once it get on DVD. That's how great it was, man. Yeah, I'm definitely buying it for, for my son when I when it comes. But yeah, we went there. And after that, you know, the game's still going on because we went to a 540 show. Movie's over at about 730. I'm like, no, nah, that game's still going on. I ain't watching this game. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a barbecue spot right down the street from LaGrange called Q Barbecue. Man, it's actually pretty good. We went there. I'm like, man, perfect. No TVs. Just, you know, they just playing classic rock in the background. But who cares? <laughs> I'm with I'm with my wife I'm with my sister-in-law and one of uh, her uh, former Bible study and we, we had a blast man and at that, at that Q barbecue you can get uh, a platter like uh, for two or a platter for three and they give you three meats and two sides man you you had, like you had a nice little night man I should br- I should I should have rolled with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Ian, I was trying to tell the world, man. It, it was so funny. I get home, right? I get home. Soon as I get home, I get the alert. You know, of course, everybody was texting in group chats. I didn't even check those. So, because um, I knew, uh, you know, it was going to be about the game. So, I didn't care about that. But as soon as I got home, the score flashed up from one of my apps. 13 to 3, lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. I was like, it, it just it just gave me a moment of clarity, man. That was, just, that was the cherry on top of your night, huh? <laughs> man, that was the cherry on top of my night. I go on social media, I go on Instagram, I'm just swiping through stories. Oh, this, the Super Bowl was trash. I hate the Patriots. Oh, go Rams. Oh, the Rams suck. Jared Goff suck. The halftime show suck. I'm just sitting there like, ha, 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 
<laughs> the lights flashing in my face. <laughs> you idiots. All y'all sat there and watched that terrible Super Bowl. I tried to warn y'all. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. Chris, uh, you know, I'm not going to say your last name for, you know, <laughs> for oh, governor person. For go- about the pie father? I'm talking about the pie father calling me out on this show. Hey, listen, listen. Pie father, I, I, you know, mad respect for you, dog. Mad respect for you. But listen, I had my mind made up two weeks ago, man. I had my mind made up with the with the letter that I read. I was not going to watch the Super Bowl. I refuse to root for the Patriots. I refuse to root against the Patriots because I'm tired of seeing them there. Until that, until they stop being in Super Bowls, I'm gonna watch it. But I'm not supporting it. I'm not supporting it. So, hey, Roddy, man, ain't nothing like when a plan comes together. Nothing like when a plan come together. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, man, I knew what I was signing up for, though, man. I'm like, hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just coming for the food and drinks, man. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. But, uh, yeah. With that said, enough of the NFL. Let's get into all this. M- NBA, to me, has been making way more noise than the NFL over the last couple of weeks. NBA has stole the spotlight from the from all the Super Bowls uh, festivities. But before we get into this old Anthony Davis stuff, I woke up this morning and LeBron James. I woke up to some comments from LeBron James that I found interesting. You mind if I share? Yeah, please do because I, I I know he said something about the Harrison Barnes trade. I just don't know what. Okay, so Harrison Barnes was actually playing in the middle of playing a game. He got called to the bench. He sat there. The television, basically the commentators, was saying, wow, as we speak, Harrison Barnes is getting traded to such and such and such and such for such and such and such and such. I didn't really, I don't really know the details of the trade. But they zoom in on Harrison Barnes and he, I don't know if he found out at the time once he got to the bench that he was traded or what. But it may, you know, Harrison Barnes kind of looking like a little distraught, a little confused as to why he just abruptly got substituted out of the game. So LeBron James was upset about it. And he said he made these comments. He said, so let me guess. This is cool because they had to do what was best for the franchise, right? Traded this man while he was literally playing in the game and had zero idea. James said on his Instagram account after it was announced that Harrison Barnes was traded to the Hornets. I'm knocking who tra- I'm, I'm not knocking who traded him because it's biz is a busy is the is a business and you have to do what you feel what is best. But I just want this narrative to start to get real change. And he put real change in all caps and not when a player wants to be traded or leaves a franchise that he is selfish and an ungrateful player, but when they trade you, release or wave or cut you, etc., is best for them. I'm okay with this with, with both, honestly. Truly I am. Just call a spade a spade. LeBron James, man, shut up. <laughs> like like you, you said it in your own tweet. Like what it is, is business. It's business. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like. To my knowledge, wasn't there a, a trade deadline? The trade deadline is today. Okay, 
so if there's a trade deadline and, and, and time is a factor, it is totally within the realm of possibility that a player can get traded at any time, you know, in those few days right before the trade deadline, even if there's a game going on that day. Right. Okay. Um, it happens. It happens. Like, all this is, all this is, is, is a, uh, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a built-in, um, justification for him doing what he's been doing and Rich Paul trying to do what he's been doing, which I'm going to get into later in the show. This, 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 they're trying to push this narrative that it's okay for, for what, for, for what them, for, for them to do to do mm-hmm. all this do all this tampering behind the scenes and trying to get this player and that player and get these players traded for, for this other all-star guy. But for some reason, when the owners who own the team and have the right to do it, do it, it's a bad thing. Like, I don't I don't follow. Like, like mm-hmm. what's the real change you want to see, LeBron? Like, don't don't speak in just platitudes and, and, and you know, uh, sound bites. Like, like, go into detail. What is the change you want to see happen? Right, right. Uh, just to, to clarify the trade, it was uh, Barnes to the Kings in exchange for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Zebo, uh, shouts out to Zebo. Um, yeah, I agree with you on the LeBron James thing. If this was coming from the Greek freak, I would understand it more. I would be, I would be like, man, he's got a great point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but this is coming from the GM himself. Exactly. A ten, and I don't know if you saw the highlights. Of course, the, the Lakers got blown out by forty-two two nights ago. And if you looked on that bench in the wake of all of this, I saw that picture. Trey talk. Who was sitting at the very end of the bench, away from his teammates? Three feet away from the last player. He's he's sitting in the corner on the island, man. Come on, man. What what? That's, yeah, that's not a leader, man. That's not a leader. No, it's not a leader. It's not a leader. A leader is not somebody saying my team is not good enough, so we need to trade our whole team. And I know that's not just LeBron talking. That's the front office with with you know Magic and all of them. They're 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 all trying to trade the whole entire franchise to, or team for Anthony Davis. And the players know it. The players are hurt. You know they don't want to put in their all now. They don't want to put they don't want to put forth the effort. Uh, Luke Walton. He's trying to juggle lineups and he's doing a terrible job at it. I don't know if you heard the, the, the Houston Rockets. Was it the Houston Rockets game? It was one of those games where I guess, oh, it was the Golden State game when they lost to Golden State. They were actually playing pretty competitive without LeBron James until like the fourth quarter. And Lance Stevenson, Javel McGee, and Rondo basically just went off on him. Um, Luke Walton on the bench like basically saying like why you got all these young guys why are you still trying to experiment with all these young guys when you got veterans on your team like, are you trying to win like what are you trying to do mm. so <clears throat> like all of this stuff is Lance Stevenson once again showing, yeah Lance Stevenson <laughs> showing, showing proactiveness and showing leadership skills and, and calling him out on that because that, that's the question we've been asking like why are y'all trying to force this this Levo- this uh, 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 Lonzo Ball thing. Why are y'all trying to force this Brandon Ingram thing? Like, come on, man. Like, like, stop it. Yeah, they're not did there you- yet. They just not there yet. My question is: Did the Lakers blow their chance to get Anthony Davis? 
or did the or, or were the Pelicans being petty? Because now the Pelicans are being accused of being petty about the whole situation, you know basically no. leading the Lakers on into believing that you know if they they give them the world that they would give them Anthony Davis. You know what? We we, we touched on this already about mm-hmm. five or six episodes ago, if you recall. And, and oh yeah, I have the recording. And what and what did I uh, yeah. say? I said the Lakers do not have anything of worth to offer in exchange. For mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and the Pelicans know that. Deep down, they know that it's this is not a case of like four quarters is going to equal a dollar. Okay? Right. It, it it ain't just it. Y- y'all got nothing, man. Y'all got nothing. You're not okay? gonna be like, able to do like, it. The Pelicans are better off, and I gotta give props to the Pelicans' uh, ownership here, okay, and their management, because I thought they were going to bend over and do one of those bend over and take it trades. Oh man! Okay, okay. Cool. Well, that sounds good. That sounds good. And, Ice Cube, NWA. <laughs> and they, they are they are stonewalling the Lakers. They are stonewalling them. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, we'll hear your offer. Oh, that's your offer. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Talk to you later. I props to them for that. I applaud them. I applaud yeah. them, Rodney. About five, about five offers. It was like four or five offers. But but see, we don't even know what the offers were. We're hearing rumors of what the offers were, but we we didn't. We never got any confirmation that that of what the Lakers actually offered. One of those offers, I'm glad that they didn't accept. Uh, Lance Stevenson was in one of those offers, and I was very upset with the Lakers organization for that. I was upset too. I was upset too. You, you're, you're going to trade away the goat like he's like he's just some sort of pawn in in, in your in your plans and in your scheme. Like, yeah, dude. Like the Pelicans are better off waiting it out till the summer till they get a better offer from another team. Right. Okay. Plain and simple. And why would you trade to a conference rival if you're trying to be, <laughs> if you're trying to be competitive? Exactly. Like, the, Spurs, the Spurs didn't do it. Okay. And, and shouts out to Greg Popovich for saying something about this too. You know what I mean? What did the Spurs do? They traded to Indiana, uh, some, someone in the East that, that they weren't really, you know, what I'm saying in direct competition with. What did uh, right. uh, 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 Well, OKC did it for Indiana. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. San Antonio did it for Toronto. Right, I can't say San Antonio did it for Toronto. That's the way it's done. And we have a better example. The Clippers just did it with the with the Sixers. Yeah. What's up yeah. with all this? This this you know, interconference. You know what I mean? Like, like trade, trade baiting, and all this, man. Like, that, like I said, man, back, back in September, man, the fix is in, man. The fix is in. And, and, and props to the Pelicans management for not falling for the okie doke and just taking the first deal to to, to yeah. placate uh, to placate the GM. You know, mm-hmm. like, like props to them, man. The Pelicans ownership, I support you, man. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm gonna throw this one on top of it, and we can move to the next. LeBron James, you, you you came out, you said you're chasing the ghost of Mike. Because this is where I'm always going to go to. I'm always going to go to this. You sat there. You you got it. The, the, you, you, they, everybody gave you praise for, for taking a, a weak Cavaliers team to the finals last year, right? You go to a team that honestly has way more talent than that Cavs team that you had last year. And you sitting here complaining. You sitting here... Oh, I need more help. I need Anthony Davis to rescue the Lakers. No, you were supposed to be the savior to the Lakers. Exactly. Not, 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 not Anthony Davis. And on top of that, how could you ignore the leadership of Lance Stevenson in the process? So, so you, you just sit there and say, "Oh, you know, uh, 
this this ain't good enough for me. This ain't good enough for me. Lance Stevenson was the best thing that ever happened to your career. I'm writing and, I'm writing Clutch Sports a very strongly worded letter. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Cuz disrespect here. And let's 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 <laughs> let's let's uh 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 Dude, it, it just, dude, this whole thing just reeks of. I, I do. I call collusion. I call collusion. I call tampering. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got Anthony Davis Senior coming out and saying, "Oh no, my son don't want to go to Boston. I don't want him in Boston. You don't want him in Boston, right? Like, what? what where did this come from? Right? You don't want him in Boston. And Kyrie Irving, uh, all of a sudden, comes out talking about he's not talking about what he's going to do next year after he did this whole public apology to to LeBron. Some don't smell right here. Some also, right even here. before. Oh, I see what y'all doing. Even even before that, he the the first game of the season, the announcement that he made to Boston fans saying, "Oh, you ain't got to worry about me going anywhere. I, I'm a, I'm in here. I'm here to stay." And now all of a sudden, you 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 change your your tune. He's a flake, dude. Kyrie Irving is a flake. I never believe anything that come out of Kyrie's mouth, man. I mean, this is just this is the same dude who thinks the earth is flat. Like, yeah, you can't trust nothing he says. Yeah, it just this whole thing freaks, man. And I, I hope, I really, really hope it falls apart. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Uh, with that said, um, what trade? I'm sure. At, at so far, I was going to ask what trade stood out the most, but so far for me, the trade that stood out for mo- the most for me was the Tobias Harris trade. Uh, I think that's a great trade for Philly, man. Absolutely, that was that was the trade I was going to talk about. It's, it's again. It's another example of, of trading done right. Right. Um, you exactly. Got, you got two teams in, in different conferences that not really going to face each other that often. Um, you know, the Clippers they did it at the right time. It's like they're currently the eight seed. It's like why why bother? You know what I'm saying? Why risk injuring Tobias Harris uh, uh, in the second half of the season? You know, or or at best making the playoffs and getting blown out in the first round, like right. You know, capitalize on the assets you have in hand already, and and, and build through those. Philly, yeah, Philly. They they now they've added a little bit more depth to their team. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's talking about like max contracts already, but what are they going to do about when it comes time to resign? Like, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure. Yeah. It out. Like, like it's it's funny. <laughs> It's funny when 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 the Sixers build up or, or boost up their starting five. Everybody wants to talk about well, what are they going to do next year with with the salary cap? you got two max players and blah blah blah. They, they they can't do this. But when it comes to Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this, yeah. This, this is the move that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, 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 they always want to cater to max player. Is LeBron James not a max player? Right. Come on, man. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, it's not going to be as easy as LeBron thinks. And for him to have this, and I keep saying all that, all of this malice that's on LeBron James is coming. It's it's catching up with him. It's catching up with him. He's not the same. And I honestly, I, I said it before. Now I'm going to say it again. I do not see the Lakers winning a title with with LeBron James if something else doesn't happen. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. It's too many dominoes that have to fall though. Like Yeah. Okay, for one, you, you gotta you gotta hope against hope and a hope against all probability that you can put together a deal uh to, to get Anthony Davis within the next twenty four hours, which mm-hmm. looks like it's gonna happen. Then you still have to find a way to cope uh, there's talk about Kyrie Irving coming. 
Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Then you got talk of well, Clay Thompson said if they land AD and Kyrie, he'll come over. Okay, cool. All right, where does that leave your bench? Right. Where does that leave you salary wise? Because now you have four max players. Yep. In your lineup. Yep. But everybody wants to talk about Tobias Harris and, and, and Jimmy Butler <laughs> being on the same team, like like it's all trying to push. LeBron, a, 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 a team with LeBron, Kyrie, AD, and Clay Thompson. Come on, yeah, man. come on, yeah. That's garbage. That's garbage. And I don't think Clay Thompson's going anywhere. I think I think Golden State's gonna gonna get him his money, man. That, that's just my opinion. I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Like, yeah, never say. You know, you can never say for sure what these teams are going to do. They might offer him a deal that's a total slap in the face. Like, I hope they don't do that. But like. You know, he he deserves it, man. He deserves it. Let let KD go to New York or wherever he's gonna go. Like he gonna be miserable over there. You know. Right. Yep. So uh, let's get into our next uh, subject in regards to All Star. We got All Star Weekend coming around the corner, and of course tonight, Giannis Antetokounmpo, aka Greek Freak, and LeBron James, the GM. Uh, will be picking the all-star team and thank goodness it's going to be live it's going to be live on TNT tonight so me, what me and Ian is going to do we're going to do something a little special we're actually going to select our who we think are going to be chosen on you know who's seen who, who wants to play the roles here uh, do you want to be LeBron or do you want me to be LeBron or I mean I, I would prefer to be LeBron only because like I I know LeBron's thinking. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty clear how he thinks, how he likes to stack teams. So, you know, in the West, man, it, it's pretty clear who he's gonna who he's gonna choose. It's, it's going to be a little harder for me to do Giannis because Giannis is just, you know, Giannis is a is a pure player. Like, like, and by that I mean that like he, he focuses on himself, his team. He doesn't seem to be, you know what I mean, all in everyone else's business and what numbers they're putting up. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, 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 for me, it's kind of hard to predict who he would pick, you know. Okay. So I, I think I know. I saw an interview with Giannis, and I think I know where, which route he's going. So uh, that that's perfect. Uh, we can get it going then. Um, so since you're since you are LeBron, you have the most All Star vote, so you get the first pick. Who do you think LeBron's going to pick first? <laughs> KD. KD. All right. So KD. To LeBron's team, uh, I am going to go with Steph Curry as Greek Freak's, Freak's first pick, and the reason why is because Steph Curry picked Greek Freak as his first pick last year, so kind of like a favor for a favor. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, real quick, I meant to say this too. Outside of KD, I don't think LeBron really personally likes any of the Warriors. No, he don't. <laughs> I, I know he don't like uh, Steph, and, and I think he likes he likes play a little bit. Clay said some sideways stuff about him in a few finals. Uh, like Clay, back like Clay, yeah. <laughs> so um, KD, so who you got for your next pick? Um, he gonna pick Harden. Okay, Harden, that's definitely a no brainer for Giannis. He said. He said in an interview that he said he was going to go young. All right. 
with his picks. So I'm going to say Joel Embiid will be his next pick. I can see that. All right. So we got next for LeBron. Russell Westbrook. So Westbrook will be on the same team with KD again. All right. For Giannis' next pick, I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, for LeBron's last pick, man, I'm just going through all the centers in my head. Like he should pick Jokic. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is all about popularity, man. So, uh, man, Embiid is taken. Giannis is taken. Yep. Steph Curry's taken, Kyrie Irving's taken. I'll tell you who's left. Kawhi Leonard, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldrich, Anthony Davis, Jokic, as far as centers is concerned. Um, Blake Griffin. LeBron is probably going to go... Man. You know what? He might go Kawhi. He might go small ball. He might go Kawhi. Okay. So Kawhi Leonard. All right. Up next. So Kawhi is taken. That's who I was looking at next, actually. But I'm going to go Paul George for Giannis' team. All right. So that leaves out. So now we got uh, we got left. Carl Anthony Towns. Damian Lillard. LaMarcus Aldrich, Dirk Nowitzki, Anthony Davis, Nikolai Jokic, Clay Thompson for the West, Bradley Beal, uh, Nikolai Vucevic, Dwayne Wade, <coughs> Kimball Walker, Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, D'Angelo Russell, Chris Middleton, and Kyle Lowry. Okay, okay. Man, it's amazing how... This is harder than I thought. (laughs) It's amazing how DeMar DeRozan just disappeared in the Western Conference. Man, didn't he? He he got snubbed, actually, in my opinion. But Gobert got snubbed. Gobert got snubbed, too. Yeah. He should have got in over... Because Gobert's in the West. It's it's just the West is just too stacked. Yeah, the West is too stacked. Devin Booker, you still got Devin Booker who got snubbed. If he was in the East, he'd get that spot over D'Angelo Russell. Oh yeah, big time, big time. He get that spot over a couple of people. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. yeah, Chris Middleton wouldn't have made it. So they only picked the starting five. I think they picked the whole team. Do they? Ah, oh, okay. I wasn't prepared for the whole thing. <laughs> well, well, we'll stop it there. But that's, but that's the the starting lineup that we predicted. LeBron. So LeBron, KD, Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and for my team, the Greek Freak. Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, and Paul George. So, I do think LeBron's going to pick Dwayne Wade. I think they probably, I mean, just because it's Dwayne Wade's last All-Star game. Yeah, and I think Giannis will pick uh, Middleton just out of, you know, just out of team loyalty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, so we got All-Star. The rest is up for grabs. Yeah. So we got All-Star. With that said, we got All-Star Weekend coming up. Are you looking forward to it? Not really, man. I, I, ain't, I ain't watched it. 
I, I haven't actually sat down and watched the All-Star game in years. I think Kobe was, was... Last one, last All-Star game I actually remember watching was the one where Kobe went off on LeBron for not taking that last shot. <laughs> oh, you went back. That's an oldie but goodie. That was actually a good game. That was like one of the last good games of the All-Star weekend. That uh, Darren Williams, I think he passed the ball to Darren Williams. And Darren Williams shot a, like a, a contested three-point shot from like 38 feet. And LeBron was being guarded by Kobe. And Kobe wanted him to try to score. And he didn't. And he was going off on him like, dude, like, like, why didn't you just, why didn't you sh- just shoot it? Why didn't you pass him? And like, I could, yeah. like, I could just see it all over LeBron's face, like it just had not occurred to him, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the big deal? It's like, right, right. He had that dog in him, like Kobe had had in him. No, he did, man. He did. That was a, that was a good All Star game, though. I forgot what year that was, though. I think that if it's Darren, we're talking Darren Williams. It had to be like. 2011, 2010. Probably earlier than that, dude. I, I want to say 2008. Okay. Oh, you know what? If LeBron James passed it to Darren Williams, that means Darren Williams was with the Nets at this point because Darren Williams was in the West um, when he was with the Jazz. So it had to be like 2010, early 2010, 2000. Because in 2008, Darren Williams was still with the Jazz. Okay. So it had to be later on i have to look it up i have to look it up but moving on um you know the the all-star game they don't really i feel like what's what the reason why the all-star game has lost is luster the all-star not the game but the weekend period is because the lack of support from stars with the dunk contest man like i miss those days when yeah the dunk contest was like used to be the highlight of the all-star game it's like you didn't watch no other no other contest or all star activity. You watched the dunk contest. Yeah, you did. You did. Like, um, I, I, I appreciated the watching the different rivalries that would build up from dunk contests. Like guys would be in multiple. Like Sean Kemp used to do. Like did like three or four of them. Michael Jordan did about three three of them. He lost one of. A lot of people forget Michael Jordan lost the dunk contest. To Dominique Wilkins Yeah Yeah Dominique so, Wilkins Was that dude man Yeah Yeah people forget about that I was watching an interview With Kobe And um Tracy McGrady I don't know if you saw it But uh Tracy McGrady Was saying that Vince Carter Should be in the dunk contest This year I'm And he think he'll win I'm all for it Yeah Even at the age of 42 and Kobe said, oh, man, you trying to tell that man's Achilles. Grady was like, what do you got to play for? <laughs> right. He would have <laughs> Right. Right. Just go. It's To me, I think it's the best way for, for Vince Carter to go out. If like, he gets injured, go out in the dunk contest. Go man. out. Yeah, go out the way you came in, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're known as the greatest dunker of all time. Might as well go out that way. And if you beat a bunch of young studs like Dennis Smith Jr., Bro, shouts out. That's a big shout out. He's still doing windmills and 360s and in, in, in warm-ups. Yeah, dude. I'm all for it. I'm, I would definitely <laughs> watch that, man. It, it just needs so many no-names in the dunk contest. Man, dude, nobody wanna man, nobody wanna see uh Harry Jackson, you know, <laughs> Harry Jackson Jr. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like someone from 
had to go to your home, man. <laughs> Lonnie Williams the third. I don't want to see Lonnie Williams the third in no dunk contest. Lonnie Lynn. <laughs> I want to see none of these dudes, man. <laughs> Philip Rogers. I wanna, who is Philip Rogers, man? Who is Philip Rogers? They seen a highlight of this dude not one time. All his highlights is in the D League. They saw a D League highlights, and this man in the NBA dunk contest. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody want to see that. <laughs> they, got, they got names of people we hang out with. <laughs> Going to the Cheesecake Factory with them and everything. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 let's go to Grand Lux real quick, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grand Lux with them slippery floors, man. Man, I slid on that floor so many times. <laughs> Man, look at, and they do it purposely too. They had a cake, you know, where the dessert section is where they put all the cakes and stuff. They place all the cakes right there. That's the slipperiest part, boy. Cause you be looking at them desserts like, man, them look tasty. They say, no, you slip, <laughs> you fall. <laughs> Shoot. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Grand Lux. Woo. Shouts out to Grand Lux, man. All right, let's move on to our next segment, man. We, we, we gonna, uh, sit at the table and this time we're gonna be talking about tv programs we're gonna talk about sitcoms baby oh, we oh, uh, came quick, up with a real quick go before we dive into this next uh, uh segment man we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back tiger yellow ribbon round the old oak tree it's been Forget about us, put the blame on me. Did you know that every seven minutes a black person is born in this country without soul? Hello, I'm B.B. King. Won't you help Don Simmons and the thousands of others that suffer from this tragic disorder? Its cruel symptoms can strike anyone. Let's take a look. I think the Republican Party has done one heck of a job. Don't you, June? I'll say Ward. We Republicans have turned this country around. <laughs> Safety and good mileage are the two things I looked for in a new car. That's why I bought a Volvo station wagon. Hi, I'm president of the David Hartman fan club here in Glendale. I've even met David Hartman once. What a neat guy. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cherry. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheru. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. This is B.B. King saying, won't you please give so that Don Simmons here and so many others can become useful members of society. Or below me a kiss and that's lucky too. Right to blacks without soul. Post Office Box 1305A, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. All right, we back. All right, all right. So we're going to get into this discussion. We're going to be listing our top 10 TV sitcoms of all time. Now, I'm sure all of you guys at home 
have your favorite TV sitcoms. Don't get mad of us at, at us if one of your sitcoms or some of your favorite sitcoms is not on this list. Who cares? This is Magnificent Vibes. This is our list. We might educate you on a show that you might not have watched before. Maybe you can give it a chance. Netflix and chill one day and just catch up on all the seasons. But uh, this is our top 10, unadulterated. And uh, we're going to start off with Ian. You got the floor. Oh, man. All right. Appreciate it. All right. So these are the top 10 shows I found to be the most funny. Just I'm going straight off humor. Of course, we're not so uh, like... Um, like, like you know, in Living Color and Saturday Night Live, yeah, sketch shows, right? Just strictly sitcoms. So I have, I have a honorable mention. Um, my honorable mention is Blackish. You know what? <laughs> as much as I, I, I got to just sit down and have time to really just start over with Blackish. Like I started off watching Blackish and then I faded out. And then I came back in and faded out. I got to get back into it. Yeah, I'm, it I'm, every time I watched it, it was funny. I'm a latecomer to, to Blackish, you know, full disclosure. But, you know, it's a good show. It's a good show. I like the topics they touch on. But that's my one. That's my honorable mention. At number 10, I ranked them. At number 10, I have Seinfeld. Classic, okay. Classic show. I, it, it failed at number 10 because I still got a personal beef with Michael Richards. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? But, but, but <laughs> what black person doesn't? It, it, it's a funny show, man. Very, very, just, just dope everyday humor, man. About just everyday things, man. At number nine, I have a Odie. It's not too much of an Odie. It's a '90s Odie, uh, but it often gets forgotten. At number nine, I have Third Rock from the Sun. At number eight, I have That '70s Show. At number seven, I have Sanford and Son. Uh, number six, I have 30 Rock. Uh, man, dude, great ensemble cast there, man. Hey, just, just hilarious. Number five, I have Married with Children. Number four, I have The Boondocks. Number three, I have Martin. Number two, I have The Fresh Prince. And then number one, I have The Simpsons. I was going to say that, Sim- you know, Simpsons was in my, my honorable mention. Really? Yeah, Simpsons. It didn't make it top ten. <sighs> so many. So it's just too many seasons, man. I I was following the Simpsons like early two thousands, man. It just I, it, I, I don't know. I just I agree. I agree with that. Like they do need to kill the show. Like you know, it's I don't even know who's still watching it. Like it's just so it's yeah. definitely so many plots. You know, you can write for those characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I, I agree with that. They do need to kill the show. Like, I Fresh Prince almost got the number one spot because of its consistency. Like, Fresh Prince was dope and funny, like all the way throughout its six seasons. And you know, The Simpsons—they only really had maybe like seven or eight fire seasons at the most. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. But yeah, those top five—you really can't go wrong with those top five: The Simpsons, Fresh Prince, Martin, The Boondocks, and Married mm-hmm. with Children. Married with Children was ahead of its time, man. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, Married with Children was a good one too, man. I would have loved to put that in my top ten. That—that's a good honorable mention for me in my list. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I got a couple other honorable mentions too. Um, this is going back to memory lane. Um, Amen, bro. I thought Amen was underrated. Serving <laughs> <laughs> Hemsley, man, dude. <laughs> hey, that 
that show was that show was hilarious, man. Man, there's there's one show. If you mention this show in your top ten, man, we gonna have a debate. I'm not gonna say what it is though. Okay, all right. I'm looking forward to the debate. So, I has also I got Seinfeld as an honorable mention as well. I, I'm surprised you got Seinfeld in your in, in your uh, top ten. Oh yeah, Seinfeld was dope. Seinfeld was dope, man. Yeah, and also uh, all in the family. I'm gonna throw them out there. And the reason why is because I felt like all of the family had a brief moment when the Jeffersons was on there, and I thought those episodes were hilarious. They were when him and Archie would go at it. You know, it was it, that was that was classic. And TV, they they man. they were allowed to say the N word on that. Yeah, one. that was great. That was great. All right, so here's my top ten. At number ten, I I. I, I you had mentioned this show, so I had to take a show off my list and put this in there in place. At the number 10 spot, I got Sanford and Son. I forgot all about Sanford and Son. I don't know how I did. I love that show. I watch it all the time. I quote from it all the time. I love Sanford. I, lo- I, lo- I love me. I love me some Red Fox. All right. Number nine, I got What's Happening. Oh, really? Thought, yeah, I thought I, I, I enjoyed watching What's Happening. I was a big rerun fan growing up. Um, I still think, you know, him chasing the wagon at the end of the show is probably one of the best endings. Like, that's another thing that's missing with sitcoms. Like, you always have the theme song, but the end, like, they never had, like, a signature ending to a a show. And that was the signature. That, to me, was better than... That was the only show that I felt that the outro was better than the intro. Where it's got like it's got the music, it's got the instrumental playing, and Rerun's trying to taste the wagon. He's running and he's sweating. Dude, that was hilarious, man. <laughs> uh, you're gonna be surprised at this next one, number eight. I got at number eight. I got Everybody Loves Raymond. That was a good one. That was a good one. Everybody Loves Raymond is hilarious, man. I enjoyed every moment of that show. Every moment. That was a funny show. I, I yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised at that at all. <laughs> I think you're going. I think this is the controversial one that I, I got coming up next. I got Family Matters. That's not controversial. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good. I'm. I'm stay. I'm. I'm. I'm in. The, I'm in the clear. All right. Thought about Family Matters when I compiled the list, but then when I thought about the actual humor, I'm like, it ain't really. It don't really withstand the test of time. It's a great show, nostalgia wise. But like, yeah. When I go back and look at it now, I'm just like, eh, this wasn't that funny. But but it's cool. It's cool. It ain't, it ain't that kind of it, it fell off the last two seasons. The last two seasons it fell off when they started going too crazy with the haywire with the whole Urkel, <laughs> Stefan, right. Urkel time machine thing. <laughs> it, turned into, it turned into Quantum Leap, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're back to that conversation Urkel. again. He had to save. He had to save. He had to save Carl from an air balloon, <laughs> or Carl had to save him, or whatever. Man, it was hilarious. Uh, at number six, I have Living Single. Man, Living Single. I forgot about Living Single. Overton, baby. <laughs> Overton put light skinned bald head dudes on the map. He did, man. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, Ray Jean. Like, man, I man, I love that show. Definitely. All right, here's my top five. Oh, and Kim Fields was fine on that show. 
Hey, yeah, Kim Fields was was the best. I, 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 she was so bougie, but she was she couldn't keep a man to save her life, bro. Hey, but uh, hey, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If you don't run, don't waste no time. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'll take it. Uh, all right. On top, on to my top five. You're going to be surprised at my number five, five spot. I got I Love Lucy at number five. Really? Rodney, taking it back. Hey, man. I Love Lucy is hilarious. Every time I watch it, it's hilarious. Like, definitely, definitely. I used to watch that all the time when I was young. And it still resonates with me. At number four, I have good times. Mm, okay, okay. At number four, I got good times. At number hey, three, hey, I have. Let's think about good times, man. Go ahead. Oh, Thelma, man. Thelma still. Thelma still. She still looks good to this day. Yeah, you can't even talk. You <laughs> couldn't. I couldn't get that one out. Bernadette. Bernadette, stand it. Name. But she yeah, she still looks good. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, the brother, one, the guy that played the brother on the show, Michael, he's a doctor now. Really? Yeah, he's a doctor now. He's an MD. I, I read. I remember reading the like, where are they at? Are now not on JJ, but just the rest of the cast because nobody really talk about the rest of the cast. And you know, <laughs> I think still lives in Chicago. I think so too. Like her. Her, she's like managing her daughter now who does modeling or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but still, still good. Uh, number three, I got The Office. I'm a huge Office fan. That's I, a good one. I, I've been a huge fan of The Office, know a lot of episodes by heart. At number two, I got Fresh Prince. The theme song speaks for itself. Call- okay, you had the same number two I had. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh Prince is number two. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you that, like, you know, Mar- uh, Carlton high off speed, doing the Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Will Fresh Prince getting shot. Go Carlton. <laughs> then we'll, then my my pills in the locker. <laughs> hey man, that was the that was the birth of Fresh of Will Smith right there. That wasn't Fresh Prince no more. That was Will Smith, man. That was smack, and, and and the the episode with his pops, man. Oh man, that that made me cry the first time I watched that episode, man. Dude, it made a lot. It made a lot of people cry, man. It made a lot of people cry. It's it's still a touching scene, man. It's just man, not just for him, but for Uncle Phil too, man. Like, and, and the fact that then the, then father tried to bounce before Will Smith got, came down the stairs, man. Like his father, his father wasn't crap in that episode. <laughs> man, he was terrible, dude. And then Will came down all happy, had his bags ready to go with his pops, and his pops tell him like it was just like the way the whole scene, just the way they wrote it out, man. Oh man, I read an interview of Will Smith in regards to that scene with with uh, James Avery, and he said he said James Avery kept. They said they had to re- be doing that scene. Where Will was going off, and James Avery basically told him, "Like, man, think about the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life." And 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 he reshot it. And the part where they were hugging each other before they Wait, they told James on, Avery to think about the worst. No, thing? no, James Avery told Will that. Okay, okay. Because they had to keep retaking it because he felt like Will wasn't really like 
given the authenticity of that, you know, the intensity of that scene. So, uh, you know, Will, he's like, man, take yourself to a dark place. And that's what Will did. And uh, on the on the part where they hugged each other, when they were hugging each other, um, Will Smith said James Avery was whispering to him like, you nailed that S, man. You nailed that S. You got it. You finally yeah. got it. And um, yeah, it was it was it was good. That was that was great. And also Will Smith getting shot, man. That scene, that 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 reality of uh, seeing Carlton at his at his lowest. I thought that was a great highlight of the show too, because we were so used to Carlton being goofy and always dancing and doing crazy stuff. And here, this man got a gun. He about to go bust a camp in some people. <laughs> Yeah, man, he had his concealed carry. He had his concealed carry. And Will, like, man, is that a gun? He's like, that's not you, man. He was like, well, I found, I found my way. Yeah, he was serious. He was he serious. Was, and he still had on a cardigan. He was like. <laughs> and, and then he going to turn around. He, uh, Will Smith was like, hey, Carlton. Carlton turned around and was like, no more hugs, Will. <laughs> Man, Carlton was straight. He was he man. Carlton he, he grew some chest hair in that in, in that uh, episode. Yeah, he, he turned into Clint Eastwood, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready, boy. He was ready. But uh, yeah, Fresh Prince, man, you can't get no better than that. And then number one, I got Martin, man. Uh, Martin, I got the, all the seasons at the crib. I, actually, actually, my mother in law. Shouts out to my mother in law. She actually bought, she knew how much I love Martin. For my for one of our anniversaries, she bought me the whole season of Martin on DVD. So that was that's what's up, man. Like that that will forever go down as one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, uh, I noticed you had I Love Lucy, man. You didn't have a honeymooner. <sighs> I love the honeymooners too, man. Like it's so many good shows. Honeymooners, that's a great shout out, man. I forgot about honeymooners, but. I, I just did. I, I love Lucy. Was I, I love both? I, I love both of them, but I love I love Lucy more. You know what? I forgot to mention this one. What can actually replace my my blackish honorable mention? I forgot a different world. Oh yeah, a different world. The Cosby's. Yeah, that was the controversial show. Cosby's. Yeah, Cosby's was a controversial. I didn't have Cosby's on my top ten only because now now I don't feel the way that you felt about Cosby's, but. I just didn't think Cosby's was Cosby's was meant to be funny but also serious and it had too many serious, they, they had serious moments, they had inspirational moments they had it was a lot of history, it was the you know, it was the first like black family on TV that was successful, you know, it was great it was great, I, it's an honorable mention but it's there was a lot of shows that came later that, to me, in my opinion, I grew more in love with than the Cosmos. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I just didn't find the show funny, to be quite honest. I get, I get all of, get everything about its positive images and all of that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's all, all, all good in my book. But when it came down to humor, I just didn't find the show funny. I did. the The funniest episode they ever did to me was. When um, they all played characters of a book of one of Rudy's um, favorite books that she reads, and they were all dressed in these outfits, and it was like the nice people. 
Ooh. nice people versus the mean people. You don't like that? That was a great that was corny. episode. That was corny, man. <laughs> that was corny. There was no character on the Cosby show where when it came on the screen, you were just like, oh, man, something funny about to happen. <laughs> I will say this, though. Hey, they theme songs is on point, though. They, they're, they're, oh, I love the fact that they changed it up every season. They didn't stick to just one. Yeah, I mean, they still. Huh. What'd you say? I said, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I mean that was cool, especially the, um, especially the elevator music one, which was where they were on top of the, um, looked like they were on top of Apollo, you know, dancing. Oh, on the Apollo stage, yeah. Yeah, on the Apollo stage dancing. That was dope too. That was dope. But yeah, and I'm gonna throw this. I'm throw another shout out for honorable mention. Don't judge me, but I did sort of like this show, Girlfriends. Uh, I couldn't get into Girlfriends, man. Hey, man, Girlfriends was underrated, man. It got... Girlfriends didn't start off good, but it got better as the seasons went along. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. Like, like, it was too little too late for me. It's like, you got to remember, like, I wasn't... When Girlfriends came out, I was, like, a teenager. So, like, I wasn't really their tar- target demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like young professional black women was a target demographic. So I, I just could never relate to the show. And I, I do remember, I don't know if you remember this too, the show had a lot of flack, caught a lot of flack because they, they were, from, from the black community, they were kind of complaining about how like, the whole, they were kind of pushing the whole super light-skinned chick as like the star of the show. Oh uh, yeah, with Tracy Ellis Ross. With yeah. her and the other girl. And the other girl, I, yeah. I forgot her name. But she was supposed to be like this indie type, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I remember the show catching a lot of flack for that. Like, like, oh, this ain't how black women really are, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. You know. Yeah, it did. How did you feel about King of Queens? To be honest, I never really watched it. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I ain't gonna say, man, you, you miss. Also, uh, I'm gonna throw this in there too. Jamie Foxx show was not bad either, in my opinion. I, it wasn't the funniest show in the world, but I, it had some good episodes. Yeah, that show, um, um, Steve Harvey show was actually pretty decent. Like, Steve Harvey show was good. Um, thanks to good acting, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The Wayans Brothers, man. I gotta get props to that show just for having a tribe called Quest and they as the intro song, man. And I hate it when they changed it, man. Yeah, they, they changed it too. Man. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. They should have kept the Tribe Called Quest electric re- realization intro going with the you know him helping a old lady across the street and a bus hits her out of nowhere. <laughs> like that was classic. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> People would find that so offensive now if that was to be released now. But yeah, different time now. Yeah, di- different time. About- Maybe yelling about elder abuse. It's like, yeah, man. I can't take a joke. You know, this ain't this ain't this ain't a political stance here. It's just a joke. And and I'm gonna throw one more show in there before we go into our next segment. Uh, different strokes. And the only reason why I'm, it wasn't a great. I didn't think Different Strokes was all that funny. But shouts out to Different Strokes for being the first TV show to touch on pedophiles. Yeah. So, yeah. That. Yeah. That, that episode when you watch it now it's hilarious dude like, <laughs> it's, it's 
not hilarious that they're about to get molested? It's hilarious right. because the whole setup. It's like, man, how 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 did they get away with this? Like, yeah, yeah. And if they had dudes, do have porno mags out and whatnot, and was giving them wine and had them taking pictures with their shirts off. Them? Yeah. And dude was creepy looking too, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell your father where you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was creeped out, man. It creeped. I, I remember as a kid, as young, and watching that show, watching that episode, and I'm like, "What is this?" It, I felt like the room was getting darker, man. I was like, "No, wait, man, this ain't different strokes." I stopped believing it was the TV show. I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm watching a movie." Yeah, yeah. It was it was oh man, it was creepy. Yeah. Uh, terrible terrible but uh man good good segment man tv segment we should we uh sketch comedy should be our next one yeah we we, we could do that we could do that man i i even think we could go into like our favorite or our or, or most underrated actors man that's a good that's a good idea too and also i saw a, a unsung on um new york undercover that was really good Mm, okay, okay. I'll send you the link to that, man. Me and my wife watched it. It was it was pretty good, man. Yeah, send that over. I love to watch that. Yeah, yeah, and that was an underrated show, by the way. I love that show. That just the fact that they every opening sequence was introduced to it. They had hip hop tracks playing in the background. Like, actually, full disclosure, that's how I uh, undercover New York undercover put me up on Mob Deep. I didn't know nothing about Mob Deep until I watched. Uh, a New York undercover episode where they was playing um, Mob Deep's extortion, the instrumental to that song, as an opening sequence of a crime um, oh, wow. reenactment. And I was like, "Man, this beat is sick." I was—I remember being at home like, "Man, this this opening is cold, and the beat is sick." And I figured, you know, I found out it was it was Mob Deep uh, from my cousin. My cousin told me all oh, that's that's that Mob Deep. I was like, "What?" He's like, yeah, man, that's Bob D. That's off that, uh, you know, H on Earth album, whatever. So yeah, that, I, I, you know. Oh man, I, I hate to, I hate to belabor the point. We forgot to mention the show Rock. Oh, <laughs> the only show that put Cuddy in check, dude. That scene with Clifton, Clifton Powell is a is a good underrated actor, man. Oh man, well man. Rock was that show. That show, man. That was they canceled him after what two seasons? I think two or three. Yeah, yeah. I, it was too. It was too real for its time, man. It, it touched was. on heavy topics. It was, but a good show nonetheless, man. Good show nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. All right, on to our next show. We have the Theater Space. Uh, our next segment, rather, the Theater Space. We're going to talk about sandwich and burger joints. Um, I don't know if you prepared anything for this segment, I but have. I got a, I, I got a few spots. What you got? I got my Mount Rushmore for burger slash sandwich. Okay. My Mount Rushmore, um, you you, I'm sure you've heard of this place, Wonder Burger. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Wait a minute, what a burger or or that's a burger? No, Wonder Burger. Wonder Burger. No, I never heard of it. Okay, they they used to be in Mount Greenwood on like 111th and Kedzie, but they're actually currently closed. But they're getting ready to reopen in a few months, like across the street. Wonder Burger, man, some of the best hole in the wall burgers you ever have they got something called wonder sauce that they put on them it's like some sort of like barbecue sauce on steroids man great place if you're willing to risk going into mount greenwood and being called a nigga <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it does happen 
<laughs> Next up, I got this this uh this this sandwich slash gyro slash hot dog joint I grew up on called Dillinger's on 127th and Loomis. I used mm-hmm. to walk there, man. I used to walk there from the crib and just, just max out, man. Just, just smash whatever I would order, man. Dillinger's is a great place. A lot of let's say. They got a lot of Chicago sports memorabilia and pictures hanging up in the joint. The great, great, great joint, man. Whatever you order, sandwiches, whatever, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, please, out Dillinger. The other one, the other, uh, uh, my other, the, my third spot, Schultz Sandwiches. Schultz? Yes. Schultz, it's a, it's in the same vein of Home of the Hoagie, but so much better. Okay. Uh, you can find them. They're located on a hundred on the corner of Hundred Eleventh in Michigan, right in the heart of Roseland. Come okay. Um, another spot. It's it's relatively new. It's on a hundred and fifteenth and Western, called Joey's Hot Dogs. It's 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 called Joey's Hot Dogs, but they do more than that. They do burgers, rolls, Italian, uh-huh. all of that. You come in. I, I went in there last week with my son. Man, they gave him like a free Italian ice. Uh, uh, sample, you know, just because he was a kid, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Good joint, man. Good joint. Uh, moderately priced. Uh, they quick. Um, it's clean enough to have a seat and eat in the joint, which you okay. know, it's always a plus for me. That's always a bonus for me. Check them out, man. But that's that's my four places: Wonder Burger, Dillinger's, Schultz, and Joey's Hot Dog. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, you got some hood spots, man. See, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I would have more, I would have more hood spots if I was still down there. Hey, man, I'm <laughs> staying in Roseland. <laughs> I know where to go when I'm in Roseland, then. <laughs> yeah, man. man, stick with me, man. I won't see you wrong, man. Nice, nice. I know where to go. I got a jerk spot now. I got burgers and, 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 and sandwich spots. I'm good. I'm good to go. So... <laughs> Hey, I hold it down in the city. You hold it down in the burbs. That's how I got it. <laughs> cool, cool. So, uh, for as far as burger spots, burger spots in general, there's a few of them that come to mind. It, it, this this place is not necessarily. I don't really recommend it for their burgers. I wouldn't have you come all the way to Burbank just to have a burger. You gonna really call me and curse me out? <laughs> <laughs> but they're fries, bruh. It's, it's this place called Dukes. It's on Harlem, right off 79th. Actually, right off 81st in Harlem. Okay. When I say they got the best, they're, you know, you know how you got the McDonald's fries, right? Their fries are similar to McDonald's, but better. Mm. And you get, they, you just, you, they don't have a size for the fries. You just, hey, can I get an order of fries? They give you a big, huge bag of fries, bro. Mm. So, <laughs> when you order a burger and some fry, you can order a burger, a fry, and a drink. They don't, they don't really have combos there, but you know how you go to some places and you got to get the burger, the fry, and this, and you end up spending fifteen dollars. Not yeah. at, not at this place. You get a fry, you get a burger, you get a little drink. You still gonna spend like five or six bucks. So really? yeah, it's not you know you ain't honestly that's that's cheaper than McDonald's. It is like I'm gonna have to check them out. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, Dukes. 81st Dukes. In Harlem? Yeah, it's right off 81st in Harlem. And and you know what's unique about Dukes is they have car shows on Saturdays when it's warm outside. So when you go there, man, you're gonna be seeing all these old school whips and everything. You just gotta be careful, you know, because 
<laughs> you gotta make sure we gotta make sure before you go there call me and i invite some of the brothers from my congregation so they can see a diverse crowd coming up because <laughs> if it's just us two man i don't know <laughs> it might set off some alarm huh? yeah exactly exactly so yeah dukes is uh definitely the spot uh for good for a good you know just a good meal man like the burger is good it's not the best burger like honestly if you want to be technical i feel like this when it comes to burgers i feel like i put i put burgers on a level of patillos like if if a place specializes in burgers and it's not better than a burger i could get at patillos i don't think it's all that great you know because I like Portillo's burgers. I don't know about you. I don't know if you ever had there. I love Portillo's burgers. Oh man. Oh man, dude. Shouts out to Portillo's. That's my spot as far as burgers is concerned. Um, I'm giving a burger place a this face though. And that's Shake Shack. Shake Shack, I'm sorry. Never heard of them. Shake Shack. They got a bunch of them downtown. They opened up one near uh Floyd's when I used to work at Floyd's. Shake Shack is so overrated, dude. Well, sounding from the name of the place, sound like they don't specialize in burgers. Sound like they. Well, well, it is a burger place because most of their menu is burgers. It's predominantly burgers. They got different types of names for them, um, but they do specialize in shakes. Now, their shakes are good. Don't get me wrong; their shakes are top notch, better than better than Shake and Steak, actually. But as far as their burgers, not going to be. They give it to you in a little bag into where they put French fries in. They don't cut the bun. The bun is not cut all the way. It's kind of like a, 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 what they call those? The, the Mexican, like, thick bread. What's it? Uh, starts with a T. Toast. Tostadas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it comes in that. And, and, and you know, the, the meat, the meat is good, but, you know, I feel like I'm eating a, a White Castle burger. Like, I'm paying, and then you walk out. They don't have combos, so you get an order of fries. They don't have a large or small, but they give you a little uh, bucket of fries—not a bucket, but you know, a little basket of fries, a little small basket of fries. And then you gotta get a drink. You gotta get everything separate. You end up walking away spending thirteen, fourteen dollars. Not gonna be able to do it. Man, I could have got Patillo. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. I could get a burger, fry, and a drink at Patillo's and only come out. Walking away with eight dollars, nine dollars over here, straight shack. I'm like, dude, this is this this is garbage. This is garbage, and the fries are whack. Oh no, the no, fries are whack. Are whack. Like you can't have two out of three be bad. Like, and the, the the fries they give you the shoestring, not the not the shoestring fries, the uh, crinkly fries. But you know, it's similar to uh, similar to Patillos, but thicker than Patillos. And it's still not it's like they don't really season it you put salt in there it's i don't know man i just feel like shake shack is overrated it's always crowded you're always waiting in line it's always and then on top of that i mean shouts out i'm all about businesses that give people in the hood a chance but people that work there are too hood man like i, I i'm sorry i'm sorry like they <laughs> at least say hey how's it going May I take your order? It was my first time at Shake Shack wasn't a great time. I pulled out a menu. I'm trying to look through it. And the girl's just standing there looking at me, chewing her gum. Like, oh, wow. This dude don't know what he wants. 
Oh, they got they got they got some. They hired some people from Harold. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. The, the one on eighty seven and damn right. That's what they. That's who they hired. Yeah. Well, it's like I will say, bro. I, I will say this though: the one in West Loop is is not their their customer service is a little bit better. But the ones in the city, you can forget about it, dude. You can I forget about it. Be honest with you, but I, I I'll know to avoid them. Yeah, please do, please do. And then I'm gonna have to go sam- sandwich place. I, I'm not a big sandwich guy, but I will say this: you know, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of Taurus anymore. I love Taurus flavors, but they're just over the they're they're overrated, man. They're overrated. Uh, yeah, I, I I'd agree with with you on that. Like if it's if it's the only thing around, like yeah, I guess they'll do. But like you know, like I mentioned, I grew up on Dillinger's, so like yeah. I didn't go to Taurus. Right. Here, so, yeah. So, uh, but I will I will throw this in here. Pot bellies. Uh, I'm a huge pot bellies fan. I don't know if you ever had these sandwiches. I used to eat Subway a lot, but I, but I, ever since I had pot bellies, I think that's extremely overrated. <laughs> I just gonna say that. <laughs> oh man, it's we, super expensive. Like they don't really have combos. Like the whole setup is, is is wonky, man. You walk in, you tell a person what kind of sandwich you want, then you step over, and then you gotta tell the next person what kind of sandwich you want. It's like, man, what's going on? Why y'all? Why y'all want to see the man? I thought you was making my sandwich. Now I'm talking to another person. Then I gotta talk to a third person. Then I gotta talk to a cashier. Right. It's like, and then she's asking me what I got. It's like you ain't hear me tell the other three people what I got. Like, right. What's, 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 what's up, man? What's up with y'all, Pop Belly? Like, y'all need to simply, y'all need to streamline this ordering process. <laughs> man, I don't know what Pop Belly you've been going to. Man, I don't get that at the ones I go to. Anyone? We took the we took the CO out for lunch at Pop Belly's uh, uh, last visit. Uh, Reggie and Janae treated them, and they treated the entire group that came out service that day. But like, man, dude, it was a logistical nightmare, dude. Like. <laughs> just getting everything ordered and getting everybody in line and oh my god like all right well we know we we know who getting they uh who's getting the theater space to pop bellies i mean and the food ain't bad don't get me wrong the food's not bad it's just just the the, the 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 effort to get to the food. yeah the effort to get it and get to it and then it, it's kind of overpriced right yeah you, you overrated pop bellies <laughs> All right, all right. Well, that will uh, take notes. Take these down, definitely, and uh, check them out. If I left out something, I definitely. Uh, I, I know it's one more sandwich place, but it's not coming to my head yet. But uh, I'll probably mention it on the next show. But um, running out of time, so we're gonna keep it moving. We got awards to hand out. If you played yourself award, do you got an award for this one? I do. I do. I candidates so far. Yes, the candidates, the candidates are Rich Paul and Clutch Sports, man. Um, the way, the the the, the, the very embarrassingly uh, uh, phony way they've tried to roll out this this pitch for this Anthony Davis trade, you know, that the tampering that, that has clearly gone down behind the scenes, the, the collusion, if you will, to try to get Anthony Davis, and you know, oh, we're gonna release a list of teams that he could go to. But then that that list of teams ain't got no no tradable assets either. So we right. one of those teams. We know LA is his is the one and only destination that y'all want him to end up in. Like 
So, man, and everyone sees it. So, you, you played yourself, Rich Paul. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't have an award for you played yourself, but I, I agree with that one. I definitely agree. Um, I do have an essence that I like to spray, though. The Please. Essence of Otis Award. Uh, this definitely goes to people that you do not have time for. And I would like to congratulate our first back-to-back winner of the Essence of Otis Award. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Shouts out to the Super Bowl for having the lowest ratings in 10 years. That? I did not know that. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, lowest, the lowest ratings in 10 years years. Nobody came to see you, Super Bowl. Congratulations, Roger Goodale. You got your wish. You got your friendship with Robert Kraft back. That y'all son, I know y'all somewhere in, in Robert Kraft's yacht somewhere popping champagne. I'm no I'm I'm glad that you're happy that your relationship is back good with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and everything. Sip champagne into the sunset, but take these low ratings with you. Why yeah. Ain't nobody come to see Super Bowl. Most definitely, most definitely. Yo, I actually had the Grammys, man, for my <laughs> <laughs> And that's coming on this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Ain't nobody trying to, you know, ain't nobody watching got, the Grammys. You got J Lo doing a, a Motown tribute? Come on, man. Come yeah, on, dude. I have nothing against J Lo. But you couldn't find Mary J. Blige or Alicia Keys. They always trying her out in front of stages. Uh, uh, these days, Usher, Jennifer Hudson. You can find no black artist to do a, a Motown tribute. Yeah, man, take a couple of scratches of this essence of Otis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, I, I, I mean, I hope my, I know my wife's gonna watch it and everything, so I'm gonna probably have to be forced to watch it. But and then uh, all, the, all the good, great hip hop albums that came out last year. None of them got nominated None except what? Except what? Uh, Dipsy Hustle. Did did um? What's that guy's name? Did Logic get nominated? He didn't get nominated. Wow. He didn't wow. get nominated. Um, um. Now Cardi B got nominated. Nipsey Hustle. The Black Panther soundtrack got nominated. In the hip hop category? Yeah, for best album. That's not hip hop. Hey man. Uh, all right. Anyway, let me say it is. And oh, and I'm sorry, Mac Miller. I want. I, I wonder. Hmm. I wonder why he got nominated. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and his album was. Uh, yeah. We 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 did a Mac Miller tribute, but you know, it, it, his last album wasn't that great. I'm sorry. Right. It, it, it's not. It's not even better than the other albums that got nominated. Um, no. Definitely not better than the Black Thought. Um, Shouts out to Vibes and stuff uh, for you know the whole you know hip hop awards. That was great, man. That was great. Bringing justification to hip hop. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I got a Cuddy Award. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> My Cuddy Award. And this might sound bogus, but I'm gonna give it to it to it anyway. And that is the floors of John Wall's home. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> hey. I heard about that. Hey, <laughs> John Wall, man, you should have been mopping them floors so hard, baby. You know, the floors looked at you like, bring it home the groceries. <laughs> 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 
heard you had a knee injury, huh? <laughs> the Achilles look good though. <laughs> Did they make you jump high? Did they make you dunk? Did they make you cross over LeBron James? <laughs> Like that before the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, John Wall. The floors, the floors to John Wall's home gets the Cuddy Award, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I gotta give my Cuddy Award to the Indiana Pacers fans. Oh, big time, dude! I forgot about them. I gotta give it to them, man. And a blowout victory over the Los uh, over the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, they were chanting. They were chanting at, at certain players. LeBron is gonna trade you. <laughs> yeah, dude. And and big shout out to uh, giving to the Indiana Pacers, giving LeBron his worst loss of his career. So yeah. Oh, yeah. nice Cuddy Award. That was great. Yeah, man. The Pacers fans, man. Y'all on it. Y'all on it. Definitely. It's like it's like. Come on, man. Like 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 we all see the reports. We know what's going on. Yeah. So LeBron is ultimately behind this, and we didn't even discuss. We didn't. We we can't because of time. But we didn't even touch on how these stories have have surfaced about them wanting Luke Walton gone. Yeah, yeah. This is what this is what KD was referring to when he said any team LeBron goes to is going to have a toxic environment. Yep. Yep. What he was talking about. If KD wasn't right about a lot of things, he was right about that. Now you got uh, uh, fans in other cities yeah, yelling at the Lakers players LeBron's going to trade you because it's true. Yep. Everyone can see what's going on. Like, y'all, we ain't stupid. Yep. The GM. Y'all yep. might take the playoffs, man. They might. They might not. They might not. It'd be the first time he ain't made the playoffs in a long time. Well, hey. Yep. But shout so. out to the fans. Yep. All right. So, uh, we're going to wrap things up with our uh, Hidden Vibes segment. So what you got for your Hidden Vibes? Man, I got two albums from the same artist. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of him. It's an artist by the name of Pigeon John. Okay. Um, He's from the group LA Symphony. Uh, They were pretty active in the early 2000s. But he has an album called Pigeon John is Dating Your Sister. And he has another album. His first album is called Pigeon John is Clueless. Both these albums are phenomenal albums. Um, dope production. He he's a he's a quirky, funny type nerdy dude. Uh huh. And the dude, the albums actually have no profanity on them. Oh, dope. So that's always a plus. Uh, but dope, dope, funny dude, man, funny dude. He he, you know, he's like he, he does that b-boy rap, but he's he's real quirky with it, and you know touches on a lot of different subject matter but he's one of those very very underrated Pigeon John is dating your sister you breaking up in I say I say yeah I was just saying Pigeon John is dating your sister and Pigeon John is clueless check them out I think one one came out hello I got you back but Pigeon John right yeah Pigeon John is dating your sister came out like 2004 and then Pigeon John is clueless came out like 2002 okay so I'm gonna check those out You'll like them. I think you'll like them. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, my um, hidden album is Bahamadia's BB Queen. I thought that was a, uh underrated EP um, by her. I know uh, Collage was her first album, 
which you know many of you know about but uh, a lot of people don't know she came out with an ep a little bit after that uh slum village was uh i think slum village was really the only feature in the whole album but uh it's pretty good if you haven't checked it out it came out in like 19 not 19 no, it came out in 2000 2000 so i don't know if you heard it yet ian I actually have. That was actually the first, uh, my first exposure to Bahamut Oh, okay, okay. Actually, that was my first exposure to her, too, and I had the back, well, not, I wouldn't say first exposure, but I remember when um, You Know How We Do came out. I remember when that single came out, but I never listened to the album. And so I got introduced to BB Queen by, shouts out to Cece, uh, former, my former fellow barber brethren. Uh, introduced me to BB Queen, and I was like, "Oh man, this is this is a dope album." And so it made me backtrack to Collage, and that was a dope album too. It had Black Thought on there, DJ Premier, um, a lot of production for DJ Premier. So um, that's a dope album. But yeah, BB um, Queen is a great one. Great, and again, no, that one doesn't have profanity either. So uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, Check I would like that there, man. Like you could find a good, good hip hop album. With no profanity, man. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. R- real quick, man. Like I, I know those in the know already know. Um, but this to, to this, this today, I believe marks the 13th anniversary of the passing of Jay Della. So to end the show, I'm going to do a little instrumental tribute uh, and homage to Jay Della. So I hope y'all enjoy that. Also, too, uh, you know how we're always encouraging these questions for the return visit. Uh huh. I have a question for next episode. Okay. And listeners, y'all can hit us up if y'all want and chime in on y'all's opinions. What do you do, brothers? What do you do? You're at a gathering and another sister fixes you a plate of food. Ooh. Ooh. To be continued. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes. (laughs) We would love to hear y'all feedback. Yes, please, please, definitely give us your feedback. Uh, you know, if even if you don't, you'll get the answer in the next episode. Yeah. Definitely, that was great. That was a good question. So, but uh, that wraps up our show. I got to go pay some bills. I got to go cut some heads, and uh, I go sell some crack. <laughs> no me. <laughs> so, while Ian out there making transactions, we'll see you on the next one. For sure. All right. Peace. 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 Also, Johnny Real, my interns in the studio with me, and uh, special guest in the studio, JD, not to be confused with Jermaine Dupree. We got the real one right here.
Now I need a little cash. I'm leaving my stuff in my bag. What did you say? You heard me. I said stay away from my family. See, I ain't the enemy, young blood.
Chile. 